0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish Football Banter. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast. I'm John and we have a uh, preview of Scotland's It's got women's crucial World Cup qualifier against Hungary that's happening on Friday night, and I'm glad to be joined by two um, experts of the women's games um, from the coverage. First of all, welcome back, um, BBC commentator Stuart Mitchell. Stuart, thank you for coming back. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks very much, John. Thanks for having me. How are you?
0: Yeah, better than I was last time because obviously I wasn't here last time, <laughs> so um, hope you're alright talking to me not Chris this time, Chris was fantastic and standing in for me last minute last time, so I know shout out to Chris, um, and we also have a freelance um, reporter um, for Written Media, David Smith, David, welcome along, how are you doing?
2: Very well, John, thanks very much, and pleasure to be in your company alongside Stuart's. Uh, Shirts, a fine commentator on the women's game and indeed the men's game, but uh, he does a very fine job. So, pleasure to be in both of your company uh, this very fine evening. Thank you very
0: much, Dave. Um, and we were supposed to be joined by um, Alan, also known as Air Force One on Twitter, but I think he's been too busy celebrating his um, prize from Supernova Terraceware a bit too much. So, um, Enjoy your hat, Alan. Um, on to the um, game Friday night. So Scotland are playing Hungary, um, of course, and we'll review the first. We go into the game on the back of two victories, first of which was away from home um, against Hungarians. Um, very impressive performance, a 2-0 victory. Stuart, what was your take on it?
1: It was a big sense of job done, I thought, from from after the game. It was really important to get the winning start under a new head coach. and It was really one where... I thought it was. I thought there was signs that it was a, a bit of a, a new principle and a new bit of a, a takeover, new philosophy and a new style of play as well. in, in, in some sense, but there was a lot of positives there. And, what we carried out with the the sort of possession-based high press at times and you could see the identity a little bit that the manager was wanting to go with but at the end of it I think you were happy to see after all the disruption in the team with the number of call-offs and things like that that to get the three points was the most important thing and it was a maybe a a performance that could be polished a bit more but overall there was a lot of positive signs there.
0: Yeah definitely and um, I mean Towards the end of the first half was looking a little bit risky, um, oh, and incidentally. Spe- speaking of lateness, um, Alan, thank you very much for joining us. Um, were you over-celebrating your victory in the Super t- Nova Terrace wear competition?
3: Uh, you know what, I was just uh, I was caught up browsing the, the colour selection of hats they've got on their website. So, aye, uh, no apologies for that. I was sitting up in a leisurely shower um, and uh, I thought, oh, it's 9 o'clock, plenty of time here, I'm just so, uh, I've just soaked or shampooed my hair one more time know
0: <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry about that, guys. How's it all going? Yeah, good. Thank you. We've um, obviously started, um, so I'm glad you took time out to wash your hair um, <laughs> to prepare for the. Pod, I know the only podcast. Thanks very much, Alan. But yeah, going back to the Scotland Hungary game, the first time um, that we played last month. So um, yeah, it was as Stuart mentioned, a good performance. But towards the end of the first half, it was looking quite dodgy at times. And uh, it, I know Lee Alexander had to make a good save, and it showed that Hungary. Could be a bit of a
2: threat, David, as you've been talking before we came on. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a good side and they aren't to be under, sorry. I mean, they're about to win uh, in a calendar year, but also the complexity of good football and that was shown in, in stages in that Hungary Scotland game. I mean, the seep, seep sauce, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, had, a, had, had a chance for Hungary that evening, which uh, was a long range effort that we Alexander had to save quite well from. Uh, but yeah, They've shown, that, they've shown that night in question that uh, they, they are a good side and f- from a Scotland Persuasion we had to be a bit vigilant water, and we got the 2-0 win eventually which proved to be a good uh, result in, in what was a good chapter from a Scotland Persuasion and a Scotland point of view where Pedro Martinez was his first game and he passed the assignment with flying colours and that was a, a, a good thing but not without his worries because Hungary are, 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 are a decent side and do have some good players and, they aren't uh, to be underestimated when, when they come to Hampton come Friday evening but also I look at this on the other side and I'll be a bit proactive in this answer by saying that the attendance in that evening question was 565 uh, and when you're taking the situation Friday night and the fact that the last game at Hamden had an attendance of just over 4000 and it was a very impressive crowd in that evening question and those possible permutations and shouts that that crowd could get over 5,000 will, will Hungry be able to adapt and uh, handle that occasion I, I would be brutally honest by saying no but time will tell but we'll find out the full conclusion of that come Friday evening
0: yeah, I don't think Scotland at any level can underestimate any opponent. Um, I think we've learned that over the years. And I'm pretty sure um, they're going to be switched on for, for Friday night. Um, Alan, I don't know what you watched um, of the opening game against Hungary. Um, one thing I noticed, uh, the I think the change um, bringing on Martha Thomas and Lana helped make, um me um put the game back in our favour. Thomas scored the second goal, but we should have had a lot more goals. Um, the chances that we missed towards the end of the game in particular were Almost get and if we do, if we have the chances against Spain and uh, Ukraine and pass up, we're not, we're, we're going to get punished.
3: Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you there. I think um, Martha Thomas, she was in good, some good form. Um, it's unfortunate she's not going to make this next set of fixtures, but um, I think uh, we had, we had, we created loads of chances, and again, when you're playing away for home. Somewhere like that, it's always going to be that difficult, um, and so teams don't need many chances to punish you. Um, so I think, um, yeah, playing in front of a, a, a decent crowd at Hamline, um if we can reach the five thousand, that would be incredible. I think it would pose, and um, get the get the fans a similar to game behind the team, um, and I think that's the style of football we're going to see for Scotland here. It's going to be attractive um, attacking, people, plenty of chances, plenty of goals, and you saw how ruthless we were against the Pharaohs.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, sure. You you were mentioning about the the style of football that Pedro um, Martinez Laws was trying to um, impose. You know, you noticed that there was a potential difference between him and what um, Shelly who did a fantastic job, I must say. Um, what differences in particular did you notice?
1: I think one of the one of the words that he used quite a lot in interviews after both games, or a couple of times at least, was intensity. I just think you know, there's. There's a difference in the amount of energy that was going from left to right, forward to back, just in every direction, especially the Hungary game. There was a lot of sort of high press, and I thought whenever Hungary were trying to play the ball out from the back, they've obviously a a new head coach as well and, and Margaret Kratz, and she's always admired Scotland and the way that they've managed to climb through the rankings and get to the World Cup a couple of years ago, and I think maybe they'd identified that they were also going to try that pharaoh's tried it a little bit hamden as well and we didn't allow them to do that and then even when hungary tried to go long from the goal kick we had a, a sort of set up just inside the Hungary half that allowed us to, to win the penalty there was a header forward erin cuthbert with a through run so i just think a lot of it was not settling even when you don't have the ball there was a lot of pressure a lot of pressure up for in the forward areas and then we were really comfortable on the ball as well. Maybe some sometimes the passing could have be been a little bit crisper and a little bit better, but I think Pedro Martinez-Losa will always say that with it being a new group of players that he's taken over and then getting used to a new coach, that those things are going to take time anyway. But that intensity, not only from keeping possession, but just trying to win the ball back high up the pitch was was there for me in both games.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, I mean, when Pedro Martinez lost name came out, um, and you looked into, into his CV, you thought, "Wow, this is actually quite a um, a really good appointment. It's been well thought out." And uh, and given the fact that he hadn't had any friendlies um, beforehand, this was his first squad. There was a lot of changes in the squad because of injuries, namely to Caroline Weir um, and uh, Lee Evans, David. I mean, for for, his, for for the first couple of games, you know, you you really saw that. Um, he was looking to um, impose his authority and the, the players were buying into it.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it's sure it to the fact that Scotland had an intensity, but also the, they also had a fluidity about their play as well. I mean, they were really good in terms of using the channels and the, in the Hungary game in, in particular, they the, the made 581 passes in that evening in question, which imposed an 82% pass accuracy, which just tells you everything you need to know about how could you do on the ball in that evening in question, but also the fact that they would also get into good areas. And that showed me the two goals. I mean, the first goal was, was the penalty, which also hit the rebound from Aaron Cufford, but the second goal was really well worked with uh, Martha Thomas. And then if you look at the Faroe the Islands game, just in the fact that scotland scored seven goals and yeah there's a disappointment from a scotland incentive the pharaohs goes score a goal that uh on that even the question and, uh i mean biscuit biscuit is it yeah preschool Biscopso Bisco, saw Bisco, it. Bisco, sorry uh, i got that wrong there Biscopso uh, is a really good player. she's been banging the goals for fun uh for key in uh the federal islands like so it just shows how good a player she is, and she's only 19 years old, so she's got a big feature in the women's game. So that's a play I'll count for an exclusive on uh Scotland uh Scotland Forums podcast uh Maria Biscot still But back on to the original play with Scotland and the uh, in the and their philosophy, Pedro Martinez was a uh, but uh, Pedro Martinez uh, was that as looking to instill in the team and. The, the pass the ball I mean I alluded to the fact that the 82% pass accuracy say when the play against Hungary it was even better than that when the play against the fairies in front of a, a fantastic surface at Alhamdulillah which is a bone green and uh, the fact that it is a, a massive park and the, the 89% pass accuracy and say that even in question when they beat the fairies on 7-1 and uh, that was accompanied by 609 passes, which tells you everything you need to know. The positive thing from Scotland in those two games, even though the opposition hasn't been as fierce as other games will be, is there's a lot of of both games Scotland uh, dominated possession. They were there were 69% against Hungary, and there were 78% against the Federal Islands, which t- tells its own story. It just tells you that Scotland are becoming, becoming really good to be a, a passing team, where Cherokee care sides for more what's that word? There were more, 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 more not physical, but they were a more laid back in their approach. Whilst Pedro Martinez was as more forward thinking, he reminds me of a bit Fran of Andrew to an extent. Uh, funnily enough, just in terms of they're both Spanish, first and foremost, but also they've got they've both got a forward thinking mentality about them. And it, it's been a flourish so far for Scotland. There are bigger assignments to come, but uh, so far so good. And I mean, in terms of the, the big battles that he's he's won, he's won them with uh, with fight
0: yeah, definitely, and um, you know, at the end of the day you can only beat what's in front of you, and those will be good confidence builders for when we do come up against the, uh, Ukraine and, uh, and Spain which we'll also come on to a bit later um, Alan, obviously um, we the, the bit history made the 21st of September, um, the first game with the Hamden being our um, official home of the Scottish women's national team and they looked as though they just um, loved be, you know, play, being there, you know, they they played the ball real well, and you know seven-one, a terrific um, performance, and um, a night from um, some very good goals. It must be said as well. I, I was that was my first women's game, and I really enjoyed it.
3: I absolutely, and I think um, if you if you look at some interviews Pedro's had over the of the years, I mean, he's very aware that we're in it going through a sort of phase now where women's women's football to get the attention it deserves and to get the tendencies that they, that, they, that they want. It has to be attractive. You have to have goals. You have to have great football to watch. And so that's the football he brings to his clubs. I mean, that's obviously, it's and it's got him a lot, a lot of success um, in Europe and then obviously Arsenal. And uh, he's bringing that to Scotland, which is really exciting. Um, and I think we're only going to benefit for that. And obviously, uh, I wasn't looking to be at the game against the Faroes. I was off to work. But um, I'll be there um, on Friday and just, just getting a chance to see this team against a tricky opponent and seeing what they can do and how they open them up, um, aye, no, it's it's going to be exciting. And I, I'm hoping, uh, what well, we know what we're going to get from his and um, It's just uh, yeah, just seeing it, seeing it all click in person is going to be
0: fantastic. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely exciting. And um, you know, as we as you mentioned before, four thousand five hundred thirteen were at the game, um, and given the fact that that was a Tuesday night um, during the school week. Um, and obviously there's football clubs and other things going on on weekday nights as well. That's not bad. So how much do you guys think the Friday night feel with it going into the weekend might help boost that attendance even further?
3: Oh, you're hoping so, aren't you? I mean, the thing is, they've got the the, the, the pricing um, is brilliant. Um, and the fact that the Scottish supporters club membership um, get their free tickets, I mean, uh, it could, it couldn't it? Uh, you could get over the five thousand. Uh, it's definitely possible.
0: And remember, it's free to Scotland supporters club members as well. So any Scotland supporters club member who's nearby, um, this is when this is when you should go to I'm and take advantage of that. Um, Stuart and Dave, what do you think in terms of um, you know? We've also picked up the fact that Scotland are playing at Hamden, That there's more opportunities there. Um, it, in terms of um, more people going this weekend, this weekend, given the fact that. We've now seen that Scotland have won the opening
2: two games. Do you think we'll pass the five thousand mark on Friday? I think there's a momentum swing Singapore, Scotland. I don't just I don't mean that upon the women's game. I mean that upon the the men's game as well. Because I mean the men's game, uh, the men's team have done really well in recent uh, games. Including that fantastic, um, fantastic few wins. Including beating Israel three two on park recently. So the men's team are doing really well just now the women's team put in the back burner, but because of the success of the men's team uh, to, to an extent but I mean I'm, I'm speaking about this to, to you guys tonight and I'm, I'm feeling a bit of buzz in the belly again because, just because it's, it's another national assignment coming up and it's a an, another, another opportunity to get a bit of a buzz from being at the, uh, the Euros and then the World Cup uh, in recent years and we want to keep that final event going I mean Euros uh, which will be, which was predominantly meant to be initially supposed to be Euro t- 2021, but will now be Euro 2022. Uh, that was a huge disappointment from Scotland and uh, initially cost uh Shelley Kerr her, her role as Scotland head coach. Uh, but we're on to a huge chapter now with Pedro Martinez Lozano. Uh, on to onto bigger better things. Hopefully, um, so far we've seen many positive signs that that can't be the case. And, we're going Friday right? Can I get a big card? Absolutely. I mean, a lot of the community uh, associations do a good job. Community associations, I mean, like the SFA in terms of getting supporters' clubs and uh, various community football clubs and, like uh, youth players and grassroots teams involved. Uh, I know there's a big bus comes from I Aberdeen mean, that goes to Hampden Park or goes to any Scotland women's game for that matter and brings a good crowd home with them, and the the attendances are just going, uh, going. Dramatically, and, uh, it's to it's be positive moving forward. Because I mean, we're getting a lot, we're getting a lot of positivity around the women's team as well are the men's team. And if we can continue that positivity around the women's team, the, the people will want to to go uh, to go and support the, uh, the women's team moving forward. And, I mean, there's a lot of positivity the women's game as a whole. I mean, Man United come up uh woman on the telly, Man Man City maybe um, it was one of the two. But anyway, it was on the BBC, 1.1 million views, uh, which is phenomenal for start a women's game. and That's the thing, if we could continue this, uh, we might be able to get rid of this chat about, it's, oh, it's the women's game. So hopefully we can continue this, this fine run of form and, and uh, get get the get people on the terraces and get seats uh, seats filled with, with bums.
1: I think it's been a, a great start from the first two games. Um, you know, nine goals scored over two matches and seven of them scored at Hamden in front of a home crowd you can't get much more encouragement from that for people to come back. And like you say, on a Friday night as well, I think you'll also have people that maybe watched on the TV that have taken a bit more of a, an interest that's maybe peaked or a more of a, a want to to go to the game and watch it live as well, especially after being starved from being able to get to matches and national matches for so long as well. Um, especially when it comes to the women's national team, you know, that that maybe shutout was maybe felt a little bit more at times Um, with the the coverage obviously at times different too, let's be honest. And I think that when you you look at what's coming up with the friendly afterwards on Tuesday as well, against Sweden, as a a big, big opponent to be testing yourself upon as well. So it's a kind of five, six days of of an important stage in the era under Pedro Martinez-Losa as well, because if you can make that nine points on Friday... As well, I think Spain are, in a, are playing in a friendly tomorrow night and they won't play against Ukraine until next week. So it's a great opportunity to try and put a little bit of pressure on Spain as well by picking up three points on Friday. And then overall, that whole atmosphere would just change things. Like the outlook would take a step up even further to go a lot more positive and look at the qualify for the World Cup.
0: Yeah, we should um, obviously mention the other games that are taking place this week. So um, Ukraine and Faroe Islands are playing on Thursday, Thursday. Um, Thursday night, the night before we play uh, Hungary. So you, that's Ukraine's first game because they had um, free window the first two games. And then um, next Tuesday, as you mentioned, Ukraine, Spain, that's um, the third seed versus the top seed. So, um, and Faroe Islands against Hungary um, and Scotland obviously are using that free, week, uh, free night to be coming up against um, a Sweden side that did rather well in the Olympics. and we'll leave it there. Um, so, um, in terms of the game, Friday's obviously the real big win um, because, uh, you know, it's the World Cup qualifier. Um, I think it goes without saying, with Ukraine at home next month and Spain away um, a few days later, it is well that we get the three points from this game.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a massive importance on it and I think before you look ahead, you want to stay in, in, in the moment as well because individually I think, overall, look at the group of players now. With Caroline, we and Lisa Evans come back in as well. We've got a, a number of the more domestic sort of players playing in SWPL1 coming into the the overall squad as well. So time's always going to be needed, but the fact that we've got sort of a quick couple international breaks will allow things to to gel a lot more too. And it's... You know, it's very rare in a a qualification group you see the away and the home game played quite close together as well. You're used to sometimes being further apart. So there's a bit of a a positive and a bit of, something to take advantage with that as well. And then, as you mentioned earlier, because Pedro Martinez-Losa didn't have a friendly to just maybe get everyone together, try and put a couple of things in place and get that understanding, there's no other perfect way than than the nine points before heading into two big games like that. But then I also think there's going to that extra edge being against Spain too. We'll see what the result is next week between Ukraine and, and Spain on the Tuesday night. But, you know, before you look at the importance for the new two games, I think just overall for the actual foundation of Pedro Martinez-Losa's reign and just buying the belief of supporters, the squad and everything coming together, I think it's really important for that as well. But obviously, goes with it goes without saying, for those two games coming up, it will play a massive part.
0: Yeah, without that, is it. And um, the thing I've noticed about the squad as well, I mean... We've also got some good domestic players in there, but there's a lot of players playing at a good level. Caroline, where you've just mentioned, Christy Grimshaw playing out at AC Mar- and Lana Lan- Cleland's out in Italy too. I think um, Sassuolo are actually top of the league last I saw so as well. Um, you know, I worried about who's going to replace Leanne Cretton as a whole midfield player, Well, Lisa Robertson did a pretty good job in the first two games as well. And we, we really have, uh, and then you've also got Jen Beatty and Rachel Corsi as a solid centre-back pairing. It's, um, it's a squad that's still, I mean, some people say there's, not a lot um, coming through now, but I still think there's a good squad there that can qualify for World Cup, even if it takes a playoff.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at the squad as a whole. And there's a lot of quality in that squad, and it continues to be. And I mean, there's a lot of questions raised regarding, regarding who's going to replace Leon Crighton and understandably so. It's the same question about Kim Wattle, who's going to go and replace Kim Littell? um I'll be honest by saying. Uh, the opening assignments for Pedro martinez also was good in terms of getting a, an, an embedding project done more than anything else because you have like, the a family, he's hardly like, sessions, but you use that period very wisely like to go and get some intensity, which you've probably seen uh, come to fruition come that Fado Islands game. You've probably seen the Spanish win that Fado Islands game, which was just uh, very good to see. And... That's the thing, you'll get a balance now, John. You'll get a balance of uh, good attacking football, but you'll also get a balance of uh, good defend- defensive work as well. And the fact that we scored nine goals in the Open, two games and only can see the one tells a story, in my honest opinion. And we've not only just got the players you mentioned there, we've also got Jenna Clark, who came on against the Faroes and uh, scored in her debut and had a very good, impressive debut indeed. And uh, Warren Davidson, who uh, plays for Glasgow City, she's a player I really like, she's a player that- plays off the channel a little bit, not exactly in the main table of sticker, but she's one of those players where she can make a, a, a difference in a game. She's, she's a pivotal player for both club and country. She's, she's another big player for Scotland, and I'm she's another big player uh, for, for both club and country as well. So we've got a lot of big, big players in that Scotland team just now, and we're going to continue growing this as well. I mean, within the Scotland and the 19s, situation as well where players are come through that into the team if they, if they work hard and do well i mean with uh, scotland and like you said again today i think they could be beat if i'm not mistaken uh, apologies if they didn't win but i didn't do my homework in that but uh, they've got a lot of fantastic players in there such as amy anderson and uh, jennie penman Jeremy penman had to come off with an engineer i'd I to believe um, there was other players such as ailey adams who's doing very well, Hibs, uh, so there's enough quality and abundance in that Scotland and the 19s team and that continues to be, uh, we've seen that moving forward, and, and uh, like I said, Jamie Napier, who's doing very well at London City Lionesses, uh, and she's been in the Scotland plans beforehand, you've also got Amy Gallagher that, I know somebody on Twitter, I could just clarify, it wasn't Amy Gallagher's dad, that was like, uh, why is Amy Gallagher not in the Scotland squad? And there's also another one, Abby Harrison. What she what she has to do to get to the Scotland squad, I, I don't know. I mean, she probably perhaps a few years ago was banging goals and she got she nowhere near it because of the quality of abundance in the Scotland attack. And she, she probably continues to go and score goals in Bristol City, uh, but she, she just doesn't do, do enough by all by accounts all to cement a place in the Scotland squad, which is disappointing from her
0: one you one you um, call up that has been brought in, Alan. You're quite excited about this one, uh, Leah Edie of Hibbs, Tell me a bit about her.
3: Yeah, no, that's it. I've, uh, I'm a well, Falkirk fan, so uh, I think uh, yeah,
0: she she trained um,
3: uh, the central ladies, and I think she worked through the uh, I think to say if it was Burham but I think it was the Edinburgh Performance School. So she, along with Patterson and Gilmore. Um, One of the first three um, to make the senior squads, having gone through and graduated through the performance school, which is really exciting. Um, So she's only, I think she's only twenty. And you've got Jenna Clark's only twenty. I think you've got players who've come in. um, I think there was a friendlies against uh, another island in June, so that's where she made her debut. Um, But you've got players coming in uh, with injuries of the last squad, and they're retaining their places, um, which is exciting. Um, It means there's there's that depth there that gives Pedro a chance to get. Nobody can kind of let their guard down. Um, so when we've got Hungary uh, coming to Hamden, um it's it's going to give all, all these you know we might see a few French players get a chance, but I think um, it's it's exciting for Scotland going forward. But yeah, ladies, um obviously Hibs player of the year, so she's a uh, she's one to watch out for. And uh aye, I mean no, some of the young players we've got coming through are brilliant. It's uh, just as exciting for the for the women's team as it is for the men's.
0: Yeah, without, without question, and I think the um, effect of qualifying for um, the 2019 World Cup, it's really had an effect. You know, you're you're seeing slowly more attendances um, increasing at um, SWPL one level. Um, most notably, the Hibs um, Hearts mm-hmm. game recently, which had six um, thousand, or just shy six thousand Easter Road, which was fantastic. Yeah. The more that continues. It's um, tremendous. I think you're seeing
3: a you're seeing a response as well um, throughout the whole sort of um, SWPL one and beyond, and it's it's obviously there's this there's this momentum. Uh, There's train going through, and obviously you've got Glasgow Celtic Rangers um, at the top there, but you've got teams like Spartans. And um, so Spartans, at the, um, during the summer, um, announced that also they couldn't sit and wait. If you sit still, you're you're falling behind. So they they announced um, their intention to go semi-professional and named, I think, um, Alana Marshall, um, club captain. She was the the first one, um, and then they've got three or four, maybe more players um, who've now got semi-professional contracts, which is exciting. Um, that's happening down with Spartans, obviously they're sort of probably a bit below where they think they'd want to be at this stage of the season. But um up and down the league there's there's changes happening off the pitch, which is all just I guess in response to well, for the national team down. It's the excitement growing around the game.
0: Yeah, without question. And uh, you know, the um the ex the increased exposure to women's games getting um it's long overdue and well deserved is um it's tremendous, and it's it's great when you see um, you're seeing specialist podcasts out there, like them um, leading the line and uh, anyone's game um, in Scotland, and we're trying our bit as well. It's it's just great to see that um, the exposure in the women's game, and uh, you know, the full credit goes to um, all the girls for obviously the promotion and showing that they can play a bit as well. hi absolutely. So um, yeah, so moving on to, um, so obviously we've covered the women's um, national team. So we'll move on, uh, we've, we briefly touched on SWPL. You mentioned Spartans there, Alan. Um, so in this WPL one as expected, Rangers sell, Celtic and Glasgow City are the top three. Um, then there's a five point further gap to Hibs. Um, but from fifth down to bottom, there's only four points. It's um, it's shaping up to be a very um, competitive season
2: you know absolutely uh, Jordan the, the thing is, is that Aberdeen you looked at it from an Aberdeen point of view to, to start off with and you looked at them and, and went they're, they're not in the league to, to make up the numbers and they aren't no they aren't in the league to make up the numbers and they've shown that last season and seasons beforehand that they've got a lot of momentum for, for winning games of football which is, which has helped their, 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 their cause and they, they, they gave a very valiant effort and opened in opening day of the season the selling but they could see some poor goals and then they played Hamilton and they got a good one. they you'd uh, You know, looked at that and went uh could they have kicked on from that? But they haven't really. If we're if we're going to look at it, uh, uh, they got a good normal job at Spartans and uh, they also beat uh, they also beat somebody. Else. I'm trying to remember who else they beat. They beat Patrick Fissel. That's where it was two 0 and that was a very good result. That day, Peter Schell, for forever hunt and got a beef six I mean you look at uh, Park Fissel the, the surgeons they've been on and. I was telling people after that that Park Fissile should be. that uh, result when Amory beat Park should be shown as a, a true, true complexion of Park Fissile so because Park Fissile had a lot of Covid problems prior to that game in question because that game the following week against Rangers had to go and be postponed due to that precise reason. And, I looked at Park and uh, Brian Games uh, went about his business very quietly. He signed a lot of quality players, including London Pollard, who had the pleasure of working alongside Fourth Farming last season. She's a, she's a quality player, and people, yeah, quickly, people quickly forget she's only 17 year old, so she's a quality player within herself. And she's got a lot of development to do, but what I am noticing from London Pollard's perspective is she's de- developed uh, because she's a lot more full time now. When I'm at Fourth uh, Armour, Go go a bit detailed here. But I said, we wonder was at 4 for her maturity was a little bit could have been better. Uh, but she, she seems to have clicked it part and she scored a few goals already. For trying to side inside the season and doing very well for herself. And although well, they haven't really clicked yet, in my honest opinion, but they're starting to get results and got a good result the weekend beating Hearts there. And Hearts uh, can't be undermined either because I mean Hearts picked about a very good one over Aberdeen. And, Give uh, Glasgow City Rangers a good game recently. So Stuart, uh, you were at the Rangers game, I think, and you've the Glasgow City game as well. You, you showed that day how Hearts are very organised at the bat, but also having a, a willingness to go forward. Uh, Amy anderson has been a terrific player for Hearts, and she's really good in terms of getting into good areas and, and finding goals. Spartans maybe haven't started the season very well. Uh, David McCall could be very disappointed, but they picked up a really, really good draw against uh, St. Celtic it's easy to look at Spartans and say, oh, okay, uh, you're seven games in and eighth position in the league table, but you also need to look at it from another side and say, they've picked up one win and three draws and only lost three games, but David I mean, Cox's mentality will be to win games of football. If they can go and turn draws and losses into wins, they'll be in a far better position than what they're in now.
1: Yeah, I think it's been really, we got a bit of stick for staying this last season, but it has... It, was unpredictable in a lot of senses and it's even more unpredictable in different fronts this season as well I mean not as much as you'd know that Partick Thistle have been entertaining this season and they pushed Glasgow City close recently the Celtic game is maybe a little bit too far they they went and beat Hibs and there was a lot of people that wouldn't have seen that happening as well especially with the way Hibs had started the season to trying to maybe to reply to a few critics from the season before as well. Um hearts, not many people, gave them a chance going up to Aberdeen, very difficult place to travel to as well. Aberdeen are putting a really strong performance against Celtic, didn't take nothing out of it. But then again we're, we're you know we're picking up points and people were having a look at Aberdeen wondering where will they end up but are they going to be pushing more towards just under the the so-called top three place teams from from last season. Um, you know, people are still Looking towards Motherwell, and what Paul brownlee's doing there, and they've picked up a, a couple of decent results in their last three games as well to get to start getting a bit of momentum together. And the game just there, like David was saying, you know, Partick Thistle obviously pushed Glasgow City, then didn't. Managed to to push Celtic the same way right after, but Spartans, after losing 9-0 to Glasgow City, went to Penny Carr Stadium at the weekend there and put in a brave, brave performance to to finish 2-2 and were just maybe a minute or so away from, from getting the three points against Celtic and causing an even bigger upset. And then when you look at the desire between Glasgow City and Rangers on Sunday to just, you know, which felt a bit like battling out for the top place going into the international break, which it was, and for it to end as even as it did in, in the draw, maybe isn't much of a surprise. And that's how close, that's how intense it's going to be right throughout the season. And then you never know when we start to get into January, February after the winter break, is there going to be a bit of a... You know, is that is that going to play a part in the conditions and and things like that? What what's what's going to happen there? Because although last season was a winter season, it was very disrupted in that first three months until it could restart again in April. And the January February one months going to have any effect with the weather and things like that. So. I think right at this stage, right now, you look at the league table, it doesn't tell you much. It, it's You can't call out it's going to finish.
2: I think you look at it from a Glasgow City persuasion, John, by saying there's a good draw for England Changers on Sunday. Because I speak to a lot of people in Glasgow City, especially on the media team, and they've all been saying about how they haven't started the season very well. I've heard a few performances. I mean, Grant, Grant Scott and Nosh to the media team recently. At Glasgow City that they won four one against Hamilton, but they weren't they weren't happy to beat Hamilton four one, which just tells you everything you need to know about the standards and mentality that's expected that football club. They're a massive football club at the women's game, and the fact that they're not happy that they beat Hamilton four one just goes to show where they're at just now, because they, they're a big side and they're uh, big and renowned. The terms of putting a big performances, a big results, so and they have. Done that over the years, but uh, the fact that they're not hard at winning games uh, by a, a custom score, and just tells you everything you need to know. And Rangers, I thought they did well on stages in that game at Peter Shell on Sunday, but just lacked uh, a, a, another goal because that's some good chances. But the Glasgow City defence stayed resolute and stayed organised, and a draw was probably the fair as well. But I think you have seen a different Rangers, season, uh, Rangers side this season, John. You've seen a, a Rangers side that requested for that mentality last season. A lot of cry for Markie Thompson to be away from his duties. I don't think it was unjustifi- uh, unjustified. And, but what Markie Thompson has done is use his contacts, use his the women's game to be players in. And not just be players in the forward areas, Jane Ross is a terrific side for Rangers, but he's also got a good uh, side player such as... Um, more defensive-minded players. She's taken a play for Fiorentina. I've forgotten what her name is, but uh, she's a really good player and uh, been there and done it in the women's game. So it just goes to show. Celtic will go under the radar again. I mean, uh, they'll do with Spartans on Sunday. That's not the but I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that's a parricade result for Celtic. I mean, it is disappointing uh, was, uh, during the game against Spartans. So they'll uh, go under the radar. The, the same players, uh, quality players, I must say, Charlie Wells knows where the net is. And, Chloe Craig will continue to be a massive player for Fran Alonso's side the season. She was very impressive in that opening day. Victor against Aberdeen and, uh, Rachel Johnson is at Stuart in the, the goal for Celtic. She's a, a really good say, a really good goalkeeper as well. Uh, she, she, I'll be brutally honest by saying if she is, um, if she continues to be consistent and, and do well, she could be a possible Scotland number one in the years to come.
0: Yeah, it possibly could be. And uh, you mentioned Glasgow sitting Grant's Grant um, Scott there. Also, Grant is going to be outgoing soon because he was an interim manager um, whilst they were looking for a place for Scott Booth. That announcement was made last week. Eileen Gleeson coming in, Northern Ireland, sorry, Republic of Ireland, assistant manager currently, coming in a two-year contract. Laura Montgomery making it clear that they're not going to stand still. They're uh, well aware of the threat of uh, Celtic and Rangers, the fact they're putting more money into their um, their women's teams. And it's creating the competition that I think probably Glasgow City need um, in order to prosper further um, themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, th-
3: I think in terms of even just creating um, creating a, a title race, um, if you've got three teams, and you say, look at just now two points, separate the top three at the moment. Um, so just as, as, as someone who's a fan of getting into the women's game more and more, um, and obviously these games are televised as well now, Um and, and Attendances are increasing. It's just, oh, it's exciting. It's really exciting. And we're seeing we're seeing that benefit the national team. Um, more and more of these players now who are performing well in SWPL one are getting recognition at nas- the national team. Um, so yeah, the, the, the whole games uh, going through massive positive changes at the moment.
0: And we mustn't forget about SWPL two um, as well because there's a competitive league brewing there. Um, Dundee United, Glasgow Women, and Comanac separate by three points. Although the top two do have a game in hand over, um, who um, had a pretty disappointing draw at home to Queens Park, who picked their first point up of the season. Glasgow Women are side that are, um, you know, real impressing me because we had Craig Joyce on our podcast last season, and last season they started well. But he said on the podcast that. They weren't. They weren't going to get promoted last season. It was too soon. But watch them in uh, years to come. And it's is the work that he's been doing with them. Um, the girls is, is um really starting to um you know come. to evidence going to still Union, name winning five nil and putting themselves as contenders for at worst the playoff um for promotion. It's pretty good going.
1: Yeah, and it's a tough this season. Obviously, the the way the league table shaped up as well. You know, you've only got seven teams in SWPL two at the moment, which means you know, for matchups, someone's having to sit out on, on weekends, and that can make it tricky. You know, the the thing about SWPL two is a lot. Of, you know, it always is labeled as that tight and competitive league that you, again, unpredictable The probably the right word to use. But then, for the way it started, I know we're only sort of five, six games in, but Dundee United and Glasgow women have got identical records in the league table. And when they played each other, it was nil-nil. You know, it's just it looks like it's going to be so tight. always wondered if the the matches against Kilmarnock that were coming up would have a big say in things as well. Kilmarnock have been scoring goals for fun in SWPL two, and, you know, maybe a bit unfortunate to find themselves just out of the, the top two places but then they'll have a big say in what's to come in, in the, the rest of the season as well. But it's a really interesting battle to keep an eye on. You look at the teams that have come up to SWPL1 this season and Hamilton, Partick Thistle and Aberdeen and how they've performed so far. And then the questions asked then, what's the gap like between the bottom of SWPL1, the top SWPL2? And to have the playoff this season is going to be hugely exciting as well. That I know it's going to be unfortunate for whoever's in that second bottom spot in SWPL1, but it'll be really intriguing to see how that lines up and, and how that is as a as a spectacle in that one-off match, because it'll be one, again, it'll be really difficult to call. you get all, David will tell you from working from a lot of the players that I've, I've went to Dundee United as well, I'm thinking Lauren Perry in particular, you know, there's really top quality players from last season that were in that 4 for Farmington side that have kind of spread about the two leagues now, and the quality they showed under Ryan McConville at the beginning of the season spoke for spoke for itself. Um, I mean, we covered a couple of games because they were really entertaining to watch. They you know, almost caused a shock at Celtic when they were down at K-Park last season too. So it just, it just shows you the, the level that you can't... I mean, nobody should be taking an eye off swpl too because it's that entertaining. And it has been for years over Hearts winning it 2019, Aberdeen winning it last season as well.
2: I mean, John, the fact that there's a. Already... Four points for Duggan at the top of Barrymear. The fourth just goes to show how tight the league is at this precise moment in time. And here, I'm going to mention them because they're a side that's went under the radar a little bit. I mean, they're a side that the war half of the table last season, but Susan Shepard's uh, used a bit of time increases uh, better on thoughts and plans at uh, uh, they've got They've got a lot going right in that pub just now. I mean, they've got uh, Susie involved. They've got uh, Kevin... Kevin... Uh, Kev Candy, Kev, Kevin Candy Kevin no, Candy I almost forgot his name now um, Kevin Candy who was involved in Foffa Fountain not when I was there but he was involved at Foffa Fountain as uh, goalkeeper coach in the past and he's a good guy Kevin and uh, he, he's uh, he's an advocate for the, for the women's game in this country Kamalak are a good side I mean we to start this is a very well Kamalak can attitude is a lot to be desired so far uh, to an extent not in terms of football attitude but attitude in terms of Uh just to qualify that. Glasgow Girls, you not it to their job. I mean, Craig Dress has done a great job at Glasgow Girls. Uh, I don't really get to keep track of about how Glasgow Girls are getting on, because I'm bought for a Twitter for some odd reason. I think it was due to comments made by our gaffer. uh the end of the world's sensationalised the headline over so, us. Uh, we less about that, the better, but uh, uh, Dungeon United are top. I mean, Rachel Todd picked up, picked up the estimate of PL2, playing them up a lot today, and she's been a terrific cipher for, for Dungeon United, and uh, Graham Harts took over to Dungeon United, and doing a really good job, having been assistant uh, beforehand, and they've got a lot of good players in there, such as Perry, who can't even get a, a, a regular game nowadays for, for Dungeon United, because the, the form of Alicia Beach, uh if I've pronounced that correctly. They've got Cassie Cooper, Danny McGillly, uh, Jay McClellan. They've got a lot of good players on that during United side. I think I think it's, uh, I think in terms of promotion, whether it's scored up automatically or through the playoffs, I think during right United, uh, no matter what one of those teams, they just missed out last season. And... Uh, they went in a wee and run uh, when all the games were very intense uh, after a very, a very long period, a very long month sorry, and Drink just missed out and uh, Gary Beef decided to just part ways and that's why it's Aberdeen, You know, all truth be told but um, also at the bottom uh, there's, a, there's a lot to we can't really separate, separate them at the bottom either. I mean, St. Johnston and Stallone are on four points, and St. Johnston's got a, a, a lot good rank right just now, uh, not in terms of results on the park, but uh, they were in danger of folding St. Johnston. And uh, what, had it not been for a relationship meeting, or a crisis meeting, sorry, between Sam Mill, uh, who's part of the SFA East Region, and St. Johnston Football Club, I don't think the situation would have, would have been uh, happening. Uh, St. Johnston are now under one umbrella. For those that don't know, uh, St. Johnston used to be the men's team primarily. The women's team used to be in the back burner. But now St. Johnston women's team are uh, are part of the St. Johnston Football Club umbrella fully. Not just wee bits and bobs or restrictions. Uh, Stalin, as I mentioned, uh, have been going well. Well, and a massive improvement from where they were last season uh, because there was no relegation in the SWPL too uh, because of coronavirus Venison went to move, so Stone have already improved the last season. Queen's Park's been a bit disappointed, but uh, there's plenty of life, waste of life in this season to to try and identify matters to respect them on one
0: point. Yeah, and a um, message to Craig Joyce if you're listening. Um, don't, um, please unblock David, he's a good guy, so <laughs> hopefully we'll get that um, cleared up. Um Al, and I'll just break, briefly mention, um, you, you say you're a Falkirk fan. We had Stephanie Dawson on the um, Women's Football Special a few weeks ago, um, and she said that Falkirk's plan is to try and get into the SWPL at some point. Um, that's not quite happening from the Championship North, but how do you think they're getting on? Hey, so there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes at
3: Falkirk. Um, just now, um, we've got um, sort of new uh, new shareholders, in, and it was last night um, they had the Q&A. And obviously, they're, they've got a lot of problems on the main side at the moment, so they're addressing that as well. But uh, they've, um, there has been work um, going on off the park, and I believe there'll be funding in place. So I don't know how soon that's going to be, um, but it's definitely exciting, and um, it's a uh, uh, that's that's the ambition, as you say to him, to get in the SWPL. But um, yeah, I'll get I'll keep you updated on that.
0: Yeah, good stuff and good luck to Falker. Um There's obviously um, this was the sad news that Dunfermline had to pull from um, Championship North football as well because um, I think it was because of um, funding and lack of players. Um, so it just shows with them in the 4-4 performance in cases that whilst the women's game has grown, there's still a lot to be work to be done to make sure these case examples don't happen um, again going forward. So let's hope that there's big improvements. Um, so going back to, uh, obviously, the big game on Friday night. Um, <laughs> it's a real interesting picture um, that's um, been on the Scotland National Team's Twitter um, for the girls wearing a Football versus Homophobia Scotland uh, t-shirt, which I think it's a fantastic message. It's just ironic this has been done ahead of the game against Hungary, where there's been issues in that country, but it's, although that's been more other issues, but still a great message to put out because I mean, when you think about it, in the women's game, there are openly um, gay, lesbian footballers out there and it's not an issue but in football in general you still don't get any gay footballers coming out, there's not been many
2: One thing I would take into consideration and I'm, I'm not very much understanding this considering I've been involved in women's football during there's a lot of players in the women's game that will, will have relationships with fellow female players rather than a, a girlfriend boyfriend scenario. So it's a very uh, it's a very relevant subject when it comes to, to women's football, Jordan. The fact that we're still speaking about homophobia in today's uh, day and age is just unacceptable, Jordan. And here's hoping we we'll looking at an end to this sooner rather than later. And I mean. I'm pretty sure nobody be is speaking about football than homophobia right there, uh, right now, and the fact that uh, we, we're bringing these things up uh, on the, on podcasts such as these, and um, the fact that players need to be going to warm up and mention things such as show race and red card and homophobia. Uh, it's just a concern and issue, and the sooner we can get these issues drawn out the better because i mean there's a lot to be positive about women's football in this country and i don't just mean that in terms of an international level or a, or a club level i mean further down the, the pyramid as well with, with all the grassroots teams and, and, and everything there's all good night women's football in this country at this precise moment in time and uh, as i alluded to at the top of the show the women's team doing well and that helps massively with regards to uh, getting a bit of a buzz back in the country because Prior to that, uh, of 2017 uh, success, Scotland hadn't tasted champion, European Championship success in it since 1998 with the men's team, which just, which was 19 years at that precise moment in time. And so, 2017 was a proud moment for a lot of Scotland fans. And there was a lot of Scotland men's fans going across to Holland to, to support the, the Scotland women's team, which just tells you everything you need to know. But how, how happy they were for Scotland uh, team at this moment in time. And the Scotland's team has a major part people's lives now.
0: Yeah, without a question and let's hope that more um, that we get um, more people following it and uh, we'll round off very quickly. Um, score prediction for Friday night, um, Scotland versus Hungary. What do you think um score's going to be? Starting with you, Stuart?
1: I'm going to go 3 now. Um, I think a, a clean sheet would be quite important as well. Um, I think after losing the goal against the Faroe Islands, I think there's a couple of things said about that more than the, the the goals from from a couple of people that we did score. So I think a, a clean sheet would go a long way at home. It'd be something be very positive on top of going into these two big games that further down the line against Ukraine and Spain as well. Because as much as we have focused on the the forward sort of intensity from Pedro Martinez Losa's side when it comes to certain tests you were going to be we need to be sharp at the back as well and I think that'll be something that's important I think that's something that you'll be possibly looking for as well but obviously you need to score to to get the three points. So if if that doesn't happen, it won't be the end of the world. Three points though would put us in a perfect position from the first three games to then go and take on the, the couple of challenges that will be coming up in the future. And then obviously, the friendly next week, I'll, I'll, I'll go a big way in, in testing the players that are in the squad as well.
0: David, put your cards on the table.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go 4 0 Scotland, but one thing I'd like to acknowledge from the fact that I didn't mention is at least we've tried a 4 at the back and a 3 at the back system. The 3 at the back was when the game was done and dusted when we were 4 0 up against the Faroe Islands, but it's good that we played the 3 at the back and be able to try both systems. Uh, I went just to play 4 at the back and try to against uh, Hungary, and if we can do that, I think we'll win 4 0. Alan, off um, to you. Yeah, your first game.
0: Um... First women's game What are you expecting? Uh,
3: yeah I, th- I, th- I think I think I'm going to go 3-0 um, I'm just I think I'd like a clean sheet as well uh, That's going to That's going to go a long way um, But yeah Nice attacking football Plenty of chances And I'll
0: take 3-0 Yeah um, I th- I'm going to go the same So David's gone 4 And us have gone for 3 um, Yeah Let's just hope It's a good performance A good um you know, I get a good few goals and a nice way to kick off the weekend so anyone who is able to um, get yourself solid hands hand in For Scotland Supporters Club members it's free um, otherwise it's £10 and I've got 5 kids. not much really um, come and support the girls and come on Scotland
3: I come on Scotland